The U.S. government has avoided a shutdown with an 11th-hour deal. Congress passed a stopgap funding measure ahead of a midnight deadline. President Joe Biden signed the bill late last night. Now, the deal includes funding for natural disasters, but no more aid for Ukraine or the war in Ukraine. Washington correspondent Simon Marks joins us for more on this very, very nail-biting developments happening in the wee hours there in the United States, Simon. And the president saying there are now 45 days of funding that will be put in place to keep the spending bill um, open. Um, what exactly does that mean? Well, it means that Washington is breathing a sigh of relief today. It means that millions of federal workers, those here in Washington, D.C., and those across the country, uh, will have to set their alarms on Monday morning. They will be in the office and working as usual. It means that the uh, museums in this city, the country's national parks, will all remain open uh, to tourists. It means that the military won't have to go on patrol without fear of having their pay delayed. Uh, and it also means that the poor poorest American citizens uh, can sleep a little bit easier, uh, safe in the knowledge that their benefits payments and their food stamps that they use to buy uh, groceries to sustain them will not uh, be delayed. So uh, a, a sigh of relief being breathed here. But as you said, all this does is kick the debate down the road until the middle of November. Uh, by then, we will be on the brink of both America's uh, Thanksgiving holiday, the biggest holiday of the year here, uh, but we'll also be on the brink of another government shutdown. And between now and then, the thorny issue of funding to support Ukraine's war uh, with Russia, to support Ukrainian forces in their battle against Russia, that is going to have to, that discussion is going to have to begin immediately because President Biden insists that the funding that has been stripped for Ukraine from this temporary spending measure must be restored and must be restored immediately. So that's a new uh, battlefront uh, here in Washington uh, with the future of aid for Ukraine absolutely hanging in the balance. Simon, apart from the future of funding uh, the Ukraine um, amidst this war, why has funding legislation be, uh, in the United States been such a challenge to finalize? What are some of those other bottlenecks that have got uh, uh, the different, uh, uh, those who make the legislation um, at, at loggerheads at the different issues? Well, the honest answer to that is because there is a degree of craziness to America's governing regulations. I mean, this is the only country uh, that on a continuing basis faces the threat of a government shutdown. We've seen it again and again. Indeed, just a few years ago, the government did shut down for 36 days over disagreement about funding. I mean, at the heart of this is a row about public spending. President Biden has uh, presented a $6.9 trillion budget proposal, has to be approved by Congress, and Republicans in Congress say that he's completely addicted to spending public money and that he wants to carry on spending it like a drunken sailor, even in an economy that may be on the brink of a recession. They also, of course, oppose any money, many of those Republicans, uh, from going to Ukraine. President Biden says what you need to do to restore America's economic luster is to spend money to make money, as he puts it, to build the country's economy 
after the COVID-19 pandemic from uh, the bottom up and the middle out. And so many of those, fund, uh, uh, those spending proposals uh, contained in, in his budget are designed to underpin what he likes to call Bidenomics. It's obviously a massive political football. It was this weekend. It will be again in 45 days. And the Republicans in Congress, remember, in the House of Representatives, they've only got a four-vote majority. And they are deeply divided between the far-right Trump-backed Republicans that really want to uh, upend the apple cart and, if necessary, close the government down, and more moderates uh, who say, well, hang on a second, we ought to actually be doing everything we can to keep the government open. Uh, there is, by the way, now going to be a leadership challenge to the Speaker of the House of Representatives, Kevin McCarthy, because many of the Trump-backed far-right in the House of Representatives accuse him of treachery for having struck a deal uh, late on Saturday with Democrats to keep the government running. It's going to be an interesting, uh, on that point, Simon, an interesting balancing act because you've got Bidenomics where you need to spend money to make money, but at the same time, the U.S.'s debt ceiling continues to increase um, uh, to a point where it's almost a bigger than the country's uh, GDP if it hasn't already surpassed that. So that balancing act is going to be quite important, and I suppose many watching on would say that pushback against Bidenomics would, uh, well, is rather important if we're going to look at a long-term sustainable United States uh, with, a, uh, with sustainable debt, if you will. Yeah, absolutely, for certain. I mean, this is a country that currently does not have uh, a sustainable debt uh, and is constantly passing its debt on to future generations. Uh, and, of course, all of this has international impacts. Had the government shut down here, that would have uh, caused uh, an economic slowdown in the United States that, again, could have been exported overseas. Uh, but this has international impacts in terms uh, of what this uh, ongoing um, uncertainty uh, conveys to the rest of the world about America's uh, stability of governance. On one narrow issue, uh, there was a positive outcome from the perspective of South Africa uh, and other parts of the continent. Late last week, uh, the Republicans did agree, as part of this spending discussion, to reauthorize PEPFAR. That, of course, is the initiative uh, that President George W. Bush ignited to provide U.S. funding in the battle against HIV and AIDS throughout Africa. Uh, many Republicans are still gunning for it. We'll probably be talking about that issue uh, again in a year because the reauthorization of the funding only uh, lasts for a year in that case. Uh, but look, this is a, a, an absolute battle, not just over how much money the American government should be spending and how much debt it should be building up. You can't divorce this from the electoral timetable here. We are just over a year away from a presidential election and, of course, from a third of the Senate and the entire House of Representatives being up for grabs. So everyone in this conversation, President Biden, leaders in Congress, uh, members of individual parties that are facing re-election in the Senate and the House of Representatives, everyone involved in this conversation has got their eye on that timetable and worries uh, for their own political skins uh, about the outcome of the elections.
Mm. So that temporary funding, Simon, if you could just elaborate a little bit more in detail, because you did uh, mention a government shutdown previously. So shutdown does happen and civil servants are impacted as well as military personnel and it couldn't come at a worse time should it happen during that Thanksgiving period. How long would it then take for the necessary agreements to be reached and for funding to start flowing through the world's biggest economy once again? I'm looking for a piece of string because the honest answer to the question is how long is a piece of string? I mean, we simply don't know. Uh, had the government shut down this weekend, which now it's not going to do, uh, and had there been, as we think there now will be, a leadership challenge to the Speaker of the House of Representatives, there would have been no prospect of getting the government reopened while that leadership election was taking place. Now everything is kicked down by 45 days to around November the 17th, uh, when the next shutdown uh, may occur, unless compromise uh, can be found. A lot is going to hinge on who is running things uh, in the House of Representatives by then. If Kevin McCarthy survives the challenge to the speakership that he's going to face, well, maybe he'll forge another deal with Democrats to try and keep the government open temporarily or perhaps even uh, a long-term agreement on spending. But if we find ourselves once again staring into the abyss on November the 17th, and there is no solution that is found, then the government will close. Uh, millions of federal workers will be told they have to stay at home uh, and they will be furloughed. They, they won't lose pay, they just won't be paid until the government comes back. Um, and, you know, it's not uh, unknown for shutdowns here to last three weeks, four weeks. They could last even longer if everybody decided to be completely intransigent and dig in their heels. And that's the real problem here, because you've got now within the Republican Party on Capitol Hill, this, this far-right group of Donald Trump, Make America Great Again uh, supporters who say, look, the only thing that's changed here is that we've developed the backbone to stand up to Joe Biden's public spending uh, profligacy. And they are likely to make that argument again even more vocally in 45 days time because we'll then be, uh, what, six weeks closer to congressional elections. They believe that it's a winning hand to say to the American public, Ukraine is not America's 51st state. We need to stop spending money on that and we need to stop wasting money on government programs. We need to make sure that every single public dollar that is spent is being spent for the public good. They think that's going to help them when those elections come around next November. I suppose we'll see, won't we, Simon? Thank you very much for that update. That is ENCA's Washington correspondent, Simon Marks, joining us to speak about uh, the world's biggest economy narrowly uh, avoiding a shutdown of a government thereafter. Um, a temporary financing deal was signed at the 11th hour by President Biden. And you've just heard there, the big issue here is the financing of the war in Ukraine, saying that finances should rather be directed to the United States first. Um, and that, of course, is one contention amongst others there.